Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed, you don't know where to turn. These days, it seems like there is no end to our problems. We invite you to connect with Silent Unity, the 24-hour prayer ministry where someone is waiting to pray with you right now. Since 1890, Silent Unity has always been there. No judgment or dogma, just someone affirming the best for you. Call 816-969-2000 today. You can also connect online at unityprayervigil.org. Providing insight and resources for your spiritual journey. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to the Yoga Hour. Living the Eternal Way, offering insights and practices for spiritually conscious living today with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien from the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California. To ask questions or join in the discussion, email us at theyogahour at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here's your host, Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. Good morning and welcome to the Yoga Hour, a time to open our hearts and minds to the infinite. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, sitting in for Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien while she's away. Today I'll be sharing some insights and time-tested practices from the ancient system of Kriya Yoga. Yoga is a Sanskrit word that means oneness, union, or unity, the bringing together of our attention and awareness with our essential spiritual nature, to be restored to our original wholeness. Many people associate the term yoga with just exercise. Kriya Yoga is a wider system including philosophy and practice for spiritually conscious, fulfilled living in today's world. As a medical doctor and longtime practitioner of Kriya Yoga, I have found it to be a comprehensive system for enhanced well-being on all levels, body, mind, and spirit. Today, our topic is Healthy Holidays, Flourishing Festivity, and we'll be discussing some um, practices from Ayurveda and yoga that help us maintain our balance and our health during the busy winter holiday season. Today I'm joined by Dr. Vivek Shanbag, who is a licensed naturopathic doctor, Ayurvedic practitioner, professor, and author. He's the founder and director of YogaAyurveda.org, Natural Medical Clinic, Academy, and Wellness Spa in San Jose, Mountain View, and Los Gatos. Dr. Shanbag teaches both nationally and internationally he serves on the Board of Directors for the California Association of Ayurvedic Medicine and is on the advisory boards of the Association of Ayurvedic Professionals of North America, Light on Ayurveda Journal, and Japan Ayurveda Association. 
His practice integrates Ayurveda, naturopathic medicine, and yoga therapy to treat both acute and chronic disorders. And his website, where you can find out more, is yogaayurveda.org. Welcome, Dr. Shanbeg. I'm delighted that you could join us today on the Yoga Hour. Thank you for that uh, warm welcome and introduction, Dr. Laurel. And I also welcome our uh, listeners. All right. Before we begin to enter our dialogue about healthy holidays, let's begin with a moment of meditation. Let's begin by bringing our attention to our breath. Just become aware of your breathing and notice its natural flow. Don't try and change it, just notice. As we inhale and exhale, cool air entering the nostrils and warm air flowing out. In this moment, we let our mind drop down into our heart and open ourselves to to the divine. One reality called by many names is the support and substance of all that is. Right where we are, right now, this divine essence is present as you, as me, as everyone and everything. This divine essence is within us, between us, and all around us. Just by being present now and noticing, we can rest in this essence of our being. We notice thoughts and feelings as they arise and pass away. We become aware of our essential nature beyond words and thoughts, beyond all change, beyond thought and sensation, pure existence being. We feel the peace that emanates from the essence of our being. We allow it to pervade the mental field, the emotional nature, and the physical body, and allow ourselves to rest in our inner peaceful depths. We abide in this peace and let it overflow as blessing for all beings everywhere. Oh. 
Once again, Dr. Vivek Schoenberg, welcome to the Yoga Hour. Good morning, Dr. Laurel. Thank you for that warm welcome again. As most of our listeners know, yoga and Ayurveda are two closely related spiritual or sacred sciences rooted in the Vedic tradition of India. Ayurveda is the Vedic science of healing for both body and mind, while yoga is the Vedic science of self-realization that depends on a well-functioning body and mind. Both disciplines develop together and have always been used together. So before we look at how we can remain healthy while we enjoy the winter holidays, let's review a few Ayurveda basics. So what time cycles does Ayurveda recognize as important to our health? Well, Dr. Laurel, as uh, you know and as many of our listeners are aware, uh, Ayurveda is based on common sense observations of nature, nature that surrounds us and nature that within us. And these observations have been done for thousands of years. So going by those observations of nature, there are two very important and obvious cycles in nature. The one is the daily cycle as the sun rotates around its axis. Uh, we have the, the morning, the middle day, the evening, and then the beginning of the evening, the night, and again the dawn in the morning. So that uh, circadian rhythm, as it is called, or you can call it the uh, daily sun cycle, if you want to call it, that is one important. And then the second important one is that as the earth revolves around the sun in 365 days, we have the seasonal changes. And in areas that are closer to the equator, there are as many as six seasonal changes, whereas areas that are away from the equator, there are only as little as two seasonal changes. But rest of the middle world uh, that is in between the equator and the poles usually has four seasons like we have here in, in U.S. So those seasonal changes are another important cycle. And uh, as you are aware, um, Ayurveda looks at not just the seasonal cycles from a uh, from an external uh, view, but sees how do these both daily cycles and seasonal cycles um, influence our health and happiness and wellness. So during a daily cycle, uh, in the morning, we have uh, more of the heaviness and slowness and sluggishness, which is seen as increased kapha. So people feel congested, the muscles are more stiff, the joints are not moving, the mind is slow. Then during the middle part of the day, the heat in the body increases, so there are more enzymes, more acids, the digestion is strong, you feel hungry, you feel um, very um, top uh, in your mental activities, and that is more of the pitta season or pitta time as Ayurveda season in the middle of the day. And as the day comes towards the evening, then we feel more exhausted, fatigued, dried out, and it is more of the vata time. And then mm-hmm. Ayurveda recommends certain adjustments in your lifestyle, diet, activities to uh, avoid some of the symptoms that can happen during those day changes. 
And then right. If we look right. And uh, so just let's just take a you know a moment to talk just a little bit more about the three doshas. I think most listeners are generally familiar, but just as as you were saying, so the three doshas are the vata dosha, which is mainly composed of uh, ether or space and air, and then. Um, it's also the, uh, felt to represent the subtle energy that's associated with movement. And then uh, pitta is made up of fire and water. And then that expresses itself as the metabolic system of the body. And then kapha, as you said, was uh, it's um, the uh, energy that forms the bodily structure. And it's primarily made up of water and earth. So you've talked a bit, which is lovely, about the way that the the day, the circadian rhythm, the daily cycle. Um, but how does the season of winter affect the doshas? Thank you for doing that uh, wonderful summary of the vata pitta kapha. Uh, coming to a seasonal cycle, um, in the spring, okay, there is more cold and also there is more uh, congestion uh, overall in the nature, both outside and inside. So as a result, the water and the earth elements start accumulating within our systems, and Ayurveda calls it as kapha accumulation and kapha aggravation, and which usually we see them in various common spring disorders, like people getting hay fever, which is basically congestion in the upper respiratory system. So people start sneezing, having post-nasal drip, and some people, if they don't uh, take care of it right away, they start having sinus congestion and things like that. Uh, Also, the digestion is a little bit slower in spring. Then as we progress to winter, then the warmth starts expressing both in the nature as well as inside our system. And um, as a result, okay, we feel warmer, okay, we sweat easily. Uh, we feel right, I think, so, I, I think so that you meant that was, that, that was the summer, right? That's that the was summer, the summer, yeah. So in the summer, about, okay, okay. You, are, you are having more of the uh, heat, and that's when okay, you are feeling thirsty more, you are, you are sweating more and that is the increase of pitta. And in the fall, with the wind and with the coolness, there is more dryness, and we feel that in our dry skin, dry lips, dry scalp, and that shows the symptoms of aggravated vata. And the sciences, Ayurveda and yoga, give very specific guidelines about how to balance those increases in kapha in spring, Pitta in summer and then Vata in fall. And these guidelines include diet guidelines, lifestyle guidelines, some simple health routines. So that's how you kind of balance them with the seasons. Well, that's perfect. And given that we are about to, in just a few weeks, we'll be moving into winter, um, what are some general Ayurvedic recommendations for dealing with uh, the seasonal change of winter that's coming? Yeah, as I was saying, in the winter, there is more cold. So by common sense, okay, you want to do everything that will uh, take us away from cold and keep us warm. So you do that by choosing warm environment, uh, choosing warm clothing, warming foods and herbs. And then another thing in the winter that continues from the fall is dryness. So you want to then combat or or fight that dryness with uh, um, uh, moistness and natural oils, both internally and externally. So just to give you some more details, like, of course, we all know how to um, clothe ourselves warmly. 
but many times okay, uh, we are not taking the same precaution in terms of warming foods. So right. that means okay, you use more colorful vegetables. So whether it is uh, um, uh, um, uh, carrot, beet, or uh, bell peppers, and then also while cooking these colorful vegetables, you use warming culinary herbs like our regular ginger or black pepper or mustard, cumin. These are some simple warming uh, spices okay, that make your food warming and help you fight the cold both from outside and inside. Then the same winter is also because it is dry, we all need to make sure that we take plenty of uh, warming fluids. So herb teas are good, hot watery soups are really uh, warming and then to uh, uh, are also fluid giving and then along with the fluids we want the oils so using natural oils in cooking now mind you when you use oils we are not recommending or Ayurveda does not recommend deep frying you can do small oil garnishes or you can even put oil uh, and, and mix it with your salad dressing or when you steam your vegetables have oil on there and usually healthy oils like olive oil, coconut oil, sesame oil are very helpful. And then the one last thing that is very unique about Ayurveda and yoga is that uh, specifically in winter and fall, uh, Ayurveda recommends external use of oil. So you do self-massages with oil and um, you can also uh, massage your scalp with oil. So these external uses of oils are a very unique and special guideline of Ayurveda. So um, uh, Vata people can use sesame oil, Pitta people can use olive or coconut oil, and Kapha people, we usually don't recommend them to use oils externally. They can just do a dry, 100% uh, cotton glove massage. Hmm. Yeah, and anyone who hasn't tried the self-massage, uh, Ayurvedic self-massage, it is a very simple, basically just sounds just like what it is. You just, you know, take oil and just, you know, rub it all over. And uh, it is so uh, calming. It is a really lovely practice, uh, one that I um, I really enjoy. Um, so you've given us some lovely tips about uh, how to deal with um, with uh, um, winter and then when we come back from the break, we are going to be uh, talking more specifically about some uh, recommendations for the holidays. You're listening to the Yoga Hour with guest Dr. Vivek Shanbag, licensed naturopathic doctor, Ayurvedic practitioner, professor, and author. His website is yogaayurveda.org. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, sitting in for Yogacharya O'Brien. And as I said, when we come back from the break, we'll be talking about the holidays, healthy holidays, and flourishing festivity. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. If Unity Online Radio has helped you grow spiritually through programs like this one, please consider supporting this online radio programming. Visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for helping us continue to serve as the voice of an awakening world.
Spirit of Recovery is the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth. Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., interviews down-to-earth guests who share with you how they keep going and growing in recovery. Spirit of Recovery is the place to get practical tips and join in lively discussions on topics that matter to recovering people. This program welcomes everyone who wants to know more about recovery. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time on Spirit of Recovery, where we talk about what keeps you growing. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Pop culture is defined by the Oxford Dictionary as modern popular culture transmitted via mass media and aimed particularly at younger people. But can it be meaningful? Spiritual even? The hosts of Pop Conscious think it can be and that it can be fun to explore too. Malena Don and Stacy Macris Ross will be your amateur cultural anthropologists examining pop culture and spirituality every Monday at 2 p.m. Central on Pop Conscious on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Listening to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. We now return to the Yoga Hour. Welcome back to the Yoga Hour. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, sitting in for the Yoga Hour's regular host, Yogacharya O'Brien. I'm joined today by Dr. Vivek Shanbag, licensed naturopathic doctor and Ayurvedic practitioner. His website is yogaayurveda.org. In this segment, we'll be discussing not only how to stay healthy during the holidays, but to allow our festivity to flourish. Both yoga and Ayurveda include practices that help us maintain our health and our balance despite seasonal changes and regardless of the activities we need to perform. So, Dr. Schoenberg, how does Ayurveda help us to understand what is needed to maintain our health? for a particular activity. So, for example, let's take shopping. What can Ayurveda tell us about how to stay healthy while shopping, which is usually, for most people, a part of this uh, December, of our December activities? <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Laurel, for, for bringing up shopping. That just reminds me of a joke our professor used to say, like um, Nike has this slogan, just do it. Uh, Ayurveda and yoga has this slogan about shopping. Don't do it. (laughs) 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 Um, Well, what is shopping about? It's about um, um, uh, what we need. And then sometimes people just get carried away, and instead of thinking about what we need or what others need, we get into what we wish and what we want. So, yeah, uh, go back to see what your needs are and what you feel others are needing. And, and do not forget that m- what most people really need is appreciation. Uh, you spending time with them, okay, caring for them, listening to them, treating them well. And then, of course, a gift, gift is always nice, a gift to yourself and a gift to others. And then, of course, if you are shopping for your day-to-day needs, then that's fine. So if you just think from that perspective, suddenly your long shopping list will come down to 
really the the things that are really needed by you and that you think others need uh, and that itself will make the shopping stress both on your health and on your wallet uh, much lesser then if you have to do shopping uh, make sure that you understand that shopping is a vata aggravating um, activity already you are cold and dry by the winter season then when you go out on these shopping sprees for hours you are going to increase your dryness you are going to increase your vata by that hectic activity by the pressure to uh, take decisions to t- to select items to go from one store to another to find the parking uh, so that it's, it's basically vata aggravating and so you are setting yourself up for many vata imbalances so be realistic and expect that to happen now um, as as dr laurel uh, you had mentioned in the very beginning people have these various mind body types vata pitta kapha and when it comes to shopping okay uh, from my experience of practicing ayurveda for 27 years here are some simple guidelines for people with uh, different constitutions so people who are very vata predominant by nature they are usually unorganized indecisive hyperactive and all of these traits get 100 times uh, aggravated during shopping so i recommend them make your list at home do some uh, best thing for vata people in terms of shopping is do online shopping so then mm. you are not exposed to crowds you don't have to fight for tra- a parking spot you don't have to wait in long vata aggravating lines um, uh, don't have to feel uh, starved uh, while shopping so prefer to do it online and do your research and homework before you go and then usually limit your uh shopping uh, session to one or two shops then for pitta people i tell them they see because of the fire in the pitta people they see everything is a competitive activity and they want to be perfectionist in everything so just a reminder for pitta people remember these are holidays so don't lose your holiday spirit this is not another competition to impress others once again if you can do your shopping online and very important for pitta people is that never go hungry carry snacks take small snack breaks okay if you have to do shopping and then do not do shopping more than 3 hours because if you do that you will starve yourself you will feel very irritated very upset finally mm-hmm. the kapha predominant people i say those are the people okay who should not do any shopping online these are the people who should get some physical activity let them go out there can go from store to store let them kind of stand in those long lines let them starve that is very helpful for their earthy and watery kapha again i'm exaggerating a little bit here but yeah see okay, what you really need what you think others need and it's not about stuff holidays were never about stuff uh, they were more about having a good time with uh, with everyone whether it is your friends or family so that's what oh. my uh, two cents about shopping is Oh, that was fantastic. Thank you so much. I, I love the specific recommendations for the different uh, types. Um, 
I also wanted to mention from a yoga perspective, there are obviously many practices that can be very helpful, you know, during activities such as, uh, well, any activities, but also for shopping. Um, it can be really simple, uh, like, uh, for example, using our breath. So in, in yoga, um, the word for the uh, breath awareness and breathing practices is pranayama. Um, but it can be as simple as just pausing to take a few full, deep breaths where we relax our shoulders, relax our bellies, relax our brain, and just remembering the stillness and the bliss that are always right there at the core of our being. Um, I think we saw in the meditation earlier today, which was just a few moments, it does not take forever. It only takes a few moments. You can have a yoga moment, a mindfulness moment where you bring your, you know, attention, just being, bring yourself fully present and uh, it can really make a difference in uh, your activities such as shopping. So travel is another common holiday activity. What does tra- what effect does travel have on the doshas, and how can we stay healthy while traveling? Well, as I said earlier, Ayurveda's slogan about shopping is "Don't do it." Whereas regarding travel, I would say yes, definitely do it because travel brings you closer to your friends and family, specifically during holidays, and that's what really the holidays are about. So if it takes you closer to your loved ones, definitely do the travel, but do it mindfully. And then what we know from common sense is that because travel increases activities, it takes us out of our comfort zone. We have to wait at the airport or have to drive in our car. There are various inconveniences. So all of that experiences during travel, um, either whether they are pleasant or unpleasant, they all aggravate our vata and pitta. So that's why after travel, um, people feel tired, fatigued, sometimes irritated, sometimes upset with some of the things that they did not go as planned. So be aware, be be realistic that any travel, even though it is well planned, whether by air or on the road, will be vata and pitta aggravating. And then the most common sense thing to be done to avoid that vata and pitta aggravation and avoid symptoms like feeling tired or having sleeplessness or having upset digestion is to pack healthy snacks. So uh, uh, make sure that you pack some fruits, okay, water, nuts, raisins, um, things like that, and then make sure that you have a sane schedule of traveling. So if you are on the road, uh, do takes uh, do take breaks uh, more uh, more frequently. And either during air travel or road travel, during your breaks, do stretches, and they could be yoga stretches or they could be simple athletic stretches. Because when you are traveling by plane, uh, by airlines, okay, you are sitting in that chair for many hours. And when you are driving, again, the same thing happens. So whenever you take a break, uh, make sure that you do enough of stretching. So stretch your lower back, stretch your neck and shoulder, do some forward bends, backward bends, some spinal twists. And then, like Dr. Laurel mentioned, um, during the travel, um, either by air or by car, make sure that you be mindful of your breathing. So do the slow, gentle belly breathing where you pull your belly button towards your spine as you exhale gently. And then as you inhale, imagine 
imagine you're breathing into your belly and allowing your belly to expand. And that slow, gentle, deep belly breathing alone can feel you relaxed and reduce your vata and pitta aggravation. Mm, ah, that's just such lovely advice. Um, in addition, you know, people often you know, will have lots of time sitting while traveling, which is the time to, again, you know, practice a little, even a moment of meditative awareness, just uh, present moment awareness, as you said, being aware of our breath, um, just really taking that time to be fully present and, you know, potentially just a few moments in meditation can make all the difference. Yeah, and I have Uh a very simple meditative mantra that I jokingly, I teach my patients and students is I tell them either while shopping or while traveling, many things will not go the way how you are planning. You will run out of the sale of your your plane will be two hours delayed. Your cab might not show up. Then I have a very funny mantra for people. I tell them, do this slow, gentle, deep belly breathing and chant this mantra, whatever, you know. So just... (laughs) (laughs) Say to yourself, whatever, because um, people have so much of expectations while shopping or while traveling, and invariably the Murphy's Law is at play, and things go uh, completely different than what we had planned, and you just need to accept them. Yes, because there's nothing that you can do about them, you know, and so really just being present with what is, um, which is uh, a couple of yoga practices of of uh, contentment, trying to, you know, maintain that sensation of contentment regardless of the activity that you're engaged in, and then non-attachment to having things go a certain way. You know, uh, insisting, uh, oftentimes we have in our minds, you know, this was the schedule, this is what was supposed to happen, and then, of course, many other things may happen. And just that beautiful sense of, you know, rolling rolling with it, going with the flow, um, and as you said, whatever. That's a, that's actually a good, a good mantra for the holidays. <laughs> yes. So the holiday season often includes as changes in our diets as well. We might eat out more often or attend parties or gatherings where the food is richer than normal. So there, are there some recommended practices to help us handle these changes in our diets? Yeah, in my clinic for the last 27 years, people usually come after the holidays and say, oh, you know, the holidays made me gain 10 pounds or the holidays upset my digestion or because of the parties, okay, I have um, uh, uh, more congestion. And, yeah, it's easy to blame things on the eating out and the parties and gatherings, but uh, we have to remember that we have a choice. Nobody is force-feeding us either in the restaurants or in the parties. So uh, take that power back and um, remember that we can choose what we order in the restaurants and we can also choose what we eat uh, or drink in the parties. So that that taking that power back and not feeling powerless when it's, oh, I'm going out in a restaurant, my digestion is going to be upset, I'm going to be partying, so I'm going to have a hangover. So instead of giving the power to the restaurant or to the party host, Take the power back and tell yourself, I'm going to choose wisely. I'm going to order wisely. And being aware of what helps your health is very important. So usually um, uh, make sure that you include um, vegetables, soups, 
uh, uh, make sure that you are um, uh, ordering only moderate quantities or putting only moderate quantities on your plate if it is at a party or a buffet, uh, and going for minimally processed healthy foods, um, and uh, being realistic that, yes, okay, when food is cooked commercially, uh, you have to expect that they would not have chosen the best ingredients. It will not be organic. It will not be balanced for your health. So you will have some compromise that will happen with your health and digestion. But uh, the key is that um, uh, taking that power back. And then uh, I usually recommend people not to starve before you go out to a restaurant or to a party or a gathering because then that strong hunger will not allow you to make proper choices. So maybe before you go out to that restaurant or to that party, make sure that you have had enough of water or at least some fruit so that you are not starving and famished when you get there and just make up, make all wrong choices. Um, and then about alcohol, of course, moderation is, is the guideline. And even if a host uh, invites you for your, your third round of drinks, you might want to say gently uh, a friendly no. And then after the uh, restaurant outing or the party is how do you take care of the, um, the effect after the meal? I would say till you feel that your digestion has been not, not back to normal, drink plenty of warm water or sip warm water in between. And then usually I recommend my patients to chew on a, a half a teaspoon of fennel or if you do have upset digestion, then to correct that upset digestion to chew uh, maybe a quarter teaspoon of fennel seeds. And for next couple meals, just to select soups and steamed vegetables to bring your uh, digestion back to normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, just you know, fantastic advice, I think. Um, one of the things that you mentioned was the warm water. And I've been so struck, you know, by the fact you go into any restaurant in America and ice is in everything. And you have to really kind of work at it, you know, for you to be able to get, um, you know, warm water. But most restaurants, if you, if you do ask for warm water, they will bring it just as they bring cold water. Um, so starting out a restaurant meal, you know, with a, you know, with a, uh, you know, a cup of warm water, or as you said, before you go, um, is a way to keep our, our Agni, our digestive fire, uh, burning. So true, Dr. Laurel. Great. So let's turn to sleep now. This is another thing that uh, oftentimes will become disturbed over, you know, the stressful, uh, busy days. So um, getting enough sleep can be a challenge when we are, you know, busier than normal, as we often are, you know, during the holidays and often even uh, evening parties uh, may make it difficult to get to bed at our usual bedtime. So what are some Ayurvedic recommendations for getting the rest we need in the midst of holiday activities? Sleep is our biological necessity, as, as all of our listeners know. So there is no way how we can make up uh, with some other pill. So if you do end up going to bed later than usual because of a party or holiday get-together, then you, it's okay to wake up a little bit later to make up for that um, lost sleep. Uh, and uh, another thing is that uh, if you take a small nap, then here is a very important and unique advice from Ayurveda. The nap should be always taken on an empty stomach 
before meal. So many people, what they do is that if I have gone to bed late last night, and if I have to wake up early today for some work or some project, then most of the people will take a nap after the lunch, whereas Ayurveda recommends to make up for sleep deprivation or lack of sleep, when you take that nap during the day, take it on empty stomach before lunch, and that way you do not cause yourself congestion or grogginess, and you do not aggravate your water and earth predominant kapha. So that's the advice to remember. And uh, if you take half an hour of nap before meal, that becomes equivalent to one hour of sleep at night that you lost the previous day. Hmm. One more interesting way of using yoga and Ayurveda when you have sleep deprivation uh, is to meditate. So meditation also gives you not only the same effect as of sleep for resting your body and mind, but it also gives many other benefits that can make up for um, some of the compromise that we might have done to our digestion, to our uh, nervous system and things like that. Yes, I'm, I'm so glad that you mentioned meditation. I've been thinking as we've been speaking about just this yoga idea of balance and how all of our suggestions really are how to try and keep some balance, you know, in our lives. And that yoga, um, that meditation period is a way of us nurturing our inner our inner light in a way that makes it easier then to share it with others. And if you are... If your light has, uh, you know, gotten dimmed from all of the activities or if your well, to use another example, if your well has gone dry of all of this, you know, giving and doing and being out there, you know, to take that time for a regular meditation practice, which does not need to be, you know, lengthy. I think even say, you know, 15 minutes, of course, if you can do 30, that's wonderful on a daily basis, really gives you a wonderful base to then, you know, really um, expand. And, and as we titled the the uh, episode, you know, f- allow your festivity to flourish, um, really to uh, to bring forth from a full heart, um, you know, that that engagement in our holiday activities that is difficult if we find our own well is dry. So um, we've come to uh, another break. Um, you're listening to the Yoga Hour. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, sitting in for the regular host, Yogacharya O'Brien. Today's guest is Dr. Vivek Shanbag, licensed naturopathic doctor, Ayurvedic practitioner, professor, and author. You can find more about Dr. Shanbag at his website, yogaayurveda.org. We welcome your comments and questions. You can contact us at yogahour at unity.fm. Please stay with us. We'll be right back to explore managing holiday stress and opening to joy. If you've ever wondered how a specific Bible verse might be interpreted metaphysically, then Interpret This is for you. In Interpret This, Unity Minister Rev. Ed Townley answers your questions about the Bible and how to apply its verses to your life with passion, depth, and spiritual insight. To submit a question or to enjoy any of his numerous metaphysical interpretations, visit unity.org and click on the Interpret This box.
Does the idea of being a vegetarian or a vegan intrigue you? Is it something you've pondered? Listen each week as Victoria Moran, author of Main Street Vegan, shows you how to make the shift to a sustainable lifestyle for both you and the planet. Each week you'll learn about the latest on the vegan life. It's not just for celebrities and moguls, but for people just like you who want to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Guests will range from unity ministers to vegan authors, activists, physicians, chefs, and even some of those glittery celebs. There'll be recipes, ideas, tips for going vegan at your own pace, and ways to make a difference for animals and the planet at every meal. Tune in Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time for Main Street Vegan, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to live in joy? Is there an area of your life where you could use a miracle? Have you been praying for help and guidance? Come join Lisa and Bill and their guests for an hour filled with practical tips on experiencing miracles, greater abundance, focused, deliberate living, and the peace of God that passeth all understanding. Experience more joy in life. Listen to Living in Joy, Reflections on A Course in Miracles, with Lisa Natoli and Bill Free, every Friday at 2 p.m. Central, here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You're listening to The Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. If you have a question, please submit it via email at theyogahour at unityonlineradio.org, and we will respond. Now, back to The Yoga Hour. Welcome back to The Yoga Hour. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, sitting in for The Yoga Hour's regular host, Yogacharya O'Brien. My guest today is Dr. Vivek Shanbag, licensed naturopathic doctor and Ayurvedic practitioner. His website is yogaayurveda.org. In this segment, we will be discussing managing holiday stress and opening to joy. We've been discussing lots of ways that the holidays can be stressful for us physically with uh, new activities, disturbances in our sleep, and dietary changes. But the holidays can also be stressful emotionally. Um, I find that at practicing the ethical and spiritual principles of yoga, the yamas and the niyamas, is very helpful for me to maintain emotional balance. And in particular, the practice of ahimsa or harmlessness is a really good one to remember during the holidays. Remembering to treat others the way that we would like to be treated is a great holiday practice, especially remembering to treat ourselves with kindness as well. So, uh, Dr. Shanbeg, what are some other practices that can help us keep our emotional balance? I think during the holidays, to keep our emotional balance, the most important basic is to really know the meaning of the holidays. Holidays are about joy, are about celebration, and we are doing this by sharing. We are trying to share 
blessings, you are trying to share happiness, share compliments, share food, share good times with each other. And then along with that, as a token of appreciation, if you are uh, sharing gifts, then that's fine too. Uh, but it should be more about celebrating life. It should be about gratitude. And then while doing that, the focus need not be on stuff. The focus need not be on things. So if you are giving an, a gift, let it be a gift for appreciation and not for impressing somebody or not for getting even or keeping accounts, uh, which mm -hmm. is my, uh, sometimes I see throws off that emotional balance for people when there are um, unholiday uh, emotions attached to it or non-holiday emotions attached uh, to it. So during our holidays in our families, we had this practice of instead of giving gifts, okay, we would um, do something appreciating, like we would ourselves make greeting cards by our own hands, okay, or um, I would usually write a poem about my, my dad or mom or my siblings. And even now in my household, okay, that's what I, I tell my son is that I don't want any gift from you. Show me something that you have created. It could be a mm -hmm. painting, it could be a sculpture, it could be a poetry, or it could be an audio taping of a song that you have sung. Mm -hmm. So keep it more about sharing and celebrating and that joy. That would be the basics of going back. <laughs> Yes, I think that's wonderful advice. And already we've touched on many things that can help us keep our emotional balance. We've talked already about the importance of meditation, which what I, I would just underline here. Um, once again, it's a wonderful practice uh, to help us really um, choose the way we are able to respond rather than just uh, react uh, to something which oftentimes will you know just overtake us um, when we have uh, when we're meditating regularly it gives us that little space where we can you know choose our response um, rather than you know again just sort of <laughs> um, going off um, so what advice do you give your patients about having a healthy perspective on stressors, like wanting to have a perfect holiday? Yeah, I think um, it's, it's good to uh, have that wish for having a nice holiday, but not to get attached to this so-called perfect holiday because it can, be diff it can mean different things for different people. So... One thing that I usually talk a whole lot to my patients and students regarding holidays is about this gratitude uh, or this thankfulness. So luckily, the holidays come towards the end of a calendar year, and, and we have a lot to thank about if you look back at the year. Okay? So who were all the people that supported us, that helped us, that were with us on this journey during those holidays? And this is a great time to be um, uh, full of gratitude and thanks towards them. And again, that need not be expressed in another object that comes wrapped, but maybe go and meet them, give them a call, send them a card, and then along with them as a token, if you want um, a gift to go with it, that's perfectly fine. But uh, appreciating them, letting them know how you appreciate, how you thank them for what they have done for you during this year, how your journey with them was so fruitful for you is is very important part of the of the holidays uh, to to make it 
if you want to say perfect. And then um, not focusing on making it perfect by impressing others, because I think people take a whole lot of pressure off wanting to entertain, invite people over at their home and uh, trying to impress. And in that whole concept of impressing, people even go into month-long uh, remodeling and renovations of their homes, <laughs> buying new furniture, painting their home inside, outside, and then there is no limit to that perfection. And it could be that in that whole um, process of trying to be perfect and impress, people even forget to be nice to somebody who visits at their place because they are worried about uh, the furniture being uh, disturbed or the walls, the freshly colored walls getting uh, some marks on them. So instead of that, focus on treating others like you, like Dr. Laurel just now mentioned, uh, treating them the way how you expect others to treat you. So that warmth is more important, that friendliness, that caring, that listening, that appreciation is what this, the holidays needs to be about. Mm, uh, such a such a lovely reminder. Um, one of the things that I um, have uh, appreciated is the word gratefulness, because when you think about it, so it's gratefulness. Um, we feel that gratitude for all of the many, many gifts that we have in our lives. And it does uh, fill us up in this way. And I love the focus being then expressing that, you know, gratitude to people um, in all of the ways that we can over the holiday season. So, um, as usual, our yoga hour has flown by. We have just another minute or two here. So in closing, what words of encouragement or inspiration would you like to share with our listeners for a healthy and joyful holiday season? Yeah, thank you, Dr. Laurel, for having me on this show. Um, and um, during the holidays, I think okay, uh, definitely we, we all will keep our focus on celebrating, sharing the wonderful year that we had and then the health that we have had and then how to maintain this for the next year. So planning for the next year and and then trying to maintain that health by choosing um, healthy foods, okay, by, by doing our regular uh, daily healthy routines, which include, as you said, yoga routines, Ayurveda routines. And we teach this in our um, uh, clinic and our academy and then making sure that okay, you understand how unique person you are, which in Ayurveda we talk about the vata, pitta, kapha, mind, body type, mm-hmm. because that allows you to make the proper choices in your food, proper choices in your activities, the, the health routines that you choose for yourself, how you interact with people, so that you can avoid any health problems, symptoms that are more common to your mind, body type. Oh, that's lovely, Dr. Schoenberg. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Yoga Hour. It's been my pleasure to share this time with you. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, sitting in for Yogacharya O'Brien. We've been discussing healthy holidays, flourishing festivity, with special guest Dr. Vivek Schoenberg, licensed naturopathic doctor, Ayurvedic practitioner, professor, and author. You can find out more about him on his website, yogaayurveda.org. Once again, thank you, Dr. Schoenberg, for joining us. Thanks, Dr. Laurel, and thanks to the listeners. Thank you. 
Join us next week for One Truth Known by Many Names, the Inner Spiritual Imperative of Yoga and Vedanta. What do Yoga and Vedanta have to teach us about honoring all spiritual traditions and the roles diverse religions can play in building peace in our world? Swami Mahayogananda from the Vedanta Society of Southern California will join Yogacharya O'Brien to explore the interspiritual imperative of yoga and Vedanta. The Yoga Hour is a service project of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment, a meditation center in the Kriya Yoga tradition. Um, CSE World Headquarters is located in San Jose, California, where worship services, meditation instruction, and Kriya Yoga teachings and initiation are regularly offered. For more on the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment, visit csecenter.org. Remember to subscribe to the Yoga Hour podcast at iTunes. And thank you to the Yoga Hour team, regular host, founder, and director of the Yoga Hour, Yogacharya O'Brien, producer Vicki Martin, and Jeff Comfort in the sound booth. I look forward to being with you again when Yogacharya O'Brien is away. Until then, remember, you carry your own healing and wholeness within you. Share your peace and your joy with all that you meet. Bye now. Thank you for tuning in to The Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. Join us every Thursday morning at 10 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Pacific, for practical, purposeful methods for spiritually conscious living every day. The Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by friends and members of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California, a ministry in the tradition of Kriya Yoga, the ancient science of self and God realization, www.csecenter.org. Request free literature by writing info at csecenter.org. the saying a good deed is its own reward well moving toward a plant-based diet and vegan lifestyle is one kind and compassionate act that isn't just its own reward it will also reward you with vibrant health boundless energy an easy way to keep your weight where you want it and according to yogis and unity's co-founder charles fillmore even give a boost to your spiritual life On Main Street Vegan, the radio program named for the popular book, Victoria Moran will make your move in a vegan direction easy, fun, affordable, and delicious. With enticing topics and entertaining guests every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed, you don't know where to turn. These days, it seems like there is no end to our problems. We invite you to connect with Silent Unity, the 24-hour prayer ministry where someone is waiting to pray with you right now. Since 1890, Silent Unity has always been there. No judgment or dogma, just someone affirming the best for you. Call 816-969-2000 today. You can also connect online at unityprayervigil.org. 